All right. Everyone, we're being recorded. <laughs> All right. Season two, episode, I think, 10. This is our week 12 recap, Thanksgiving week. So we'll start on Thanksgiving. Uh, quite a few blowouts on Thanksgiving. We'll start with the closest game of the week, Packers-Lions. Uh, Packers 29, Lions 22. Even the Lions the score, are done. Yeah. Even though the score was close, this game was honestly closer to a blowout as well. Like, they made it close at the end, but there was never a point where the Packers weren't in control. Yeah. And that, that would be my pretty much only takeaway from this game as well is that as much as I want to, I cannot take the Lions seriously. Like, they are just objectively not that good. Yeah, it like, just I, hurt, like, uh, I mean, quote-unquote primetime, like a, a single game on Thursday at home, and from the beginning, it was just a beatdown. Like, yeah. that's not what you want to see from I, a team that, I, like, has deep playoff run expectations. I fundamentally disagree. About what? Just that they weren't in, like, the fact that this game was closer to a blowout. It was one bad quarter. Like, they, after the Yeah, and it was like 21 to 0 at the end of that quarter. 20 to 6. 20 to 6. Two score game, and they scored nine points the rest of the game. One bad quarter with a couple bad turnovers in their own side of the field. Like, you look yeah, at it. And, and they, they scored a touchdown eight. with 41 seconds left to make it a one-score game. They were losing by multiple scores the entire time. Yeah, I mean, they were also, like I said, self-destructing, though. I mean, they still won time possession. They had eight more first downs. They had almost 100 yards more of total offense. Um, so I just don't agree with that. No, I mean, this is a game against a team that's been struggling all season. You're coming in eight and three. This was a bad performance. I don't disagree. It was a bad performance. I mean, anytime you have the losing, losing a game, losing a game, you're favored by nine and a half by by seven points, even though it's really fourteen points, is considered a blowout in my eyes. That's basically losing by twenty three. Again, they outplayed them aside from the three lost fumbles. I don't know what you're saying, saying, but fuck you. Um, it's just a fact. If Jared Goff doesn't fumble once instead of three times, they probably win the game. Unfortunately, he fumbled <clears throat> gave the, the trifecta. Yeah, coming off a two or three turnover game, the game before this, it's just not looking good for the Lions, regardless. I don't yeah, disagree so, with you, Jay, but I feel like that just further proves my point that this team cannot be taken seriously. Because, A, as a recurring theme, I don't know with today's mediocre NFL offenses if any team can over, or most teams, besides the fucking Eagles, we'll get to that later, can overcome a bad quarter of football, period, any team in the NFL. And secondly, whether it's the defense uh, looking terrible or the offense not clicking with a bunch of turnovers, Either way, it's just that's why I don't take them seriously. I don't disagree that they're a more talented team with a way better roster, but that's that's why they can't be taken seriously. That was my point. So so what teams do you take seriously then? Because Kansas City is a, a bad loss as well. I don't take any team seriously. <laughs> okay. This, is, this is not the Lions' first bad loss. Right. I, I just want to I just want to make sure that you don't take any team seriously because if we're going to harp on uh, a couple clunkers on an eight and three team when there's mul- every quote unquote good team has them. Oh, I, I don't know. I I lions are falling fast in my rankings. So they I'll had this. they got thirty eight to six to the Ravens. Uh, the they almost lost to the Bears. And then right after that almost loss to the Bears, also in Detroit, they come out Thursday at home and just still can't do it. Like, if you can't do it then, when are you going to do it? I'm not going to hold the 38-6. to six. Right. I, I, I won't hold that one against them either. But then they come out after that and have these two back-to-back weeks. 
The only reason, uh, back to your other point, Jay, that I would say I, I trust the Chiefs more or at least take them a little more seriously is because at least their defense is consistent week to week where the Lions, I don't know if anything is that consistent week to week right now. I think the Lions are a full tier below the top NFC teams. I would agree if you mean Philadelphia and San Francisco and Dallas. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. San Francisco lost three games in a row. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and and they've fixed it since then. The Lions are looking bad currently. Three turnovers. That's one one thing they need to clean up. It's and their defense. Yeah, their defense has not been good down the stretch. They've had some good games this year, but overall, I would say it's a fair take to call their defense bad. Even they allowed they like forty points to the Chargers. Well, they do have a top six quarterback, so <laughs> and just scored ten against the Ravens. Well, oh, the number one scoring defense in the NFL? Got it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, you score 10 points against anyone, that's not great. Yeah, it's not a great performance, but I'm not going to crucify a team for giving only scoring 10 points against the number. No, I'm not. I'm using this as a point to show the, how bad the Lions team is. I just don't think they're serious contenders. That was my only point. I don't think they're a bad team. I mean, they are 8-3, and three, for Christ's sake. I'm just saying, as we're coming down the stretch towards the end of the season, approaching the playoffs, I see the Lions hanging on and winning the division, probably losing a home playoff game, if I had to guess right now. There's no way. We'll see. The, the bottom half of the NFC is so bad. That there, there's just no way. And I would say the Lions are floating in the middle between the top teams and the bottom teams, but they are trending down. The only the only way I could see them losing a home playoff game is if they somehow, how the seeding works out, they get Dallas. They're not going to get Dallas. Yeah, so. They just got cock slapped by <laughs> unless, unless the Unless the seeding works out where they get Green Bay and then they just get fucking killed at home again. Or Baker. Neither of those teams are making the playoffs, I unfortunately. I know, but the fact that Tampa Bay could go into Detroit the Packers might is a problem. I think what? the Packers might, especially <laughs> after the Vikings' last performance. We already saw Tampa and Detroit in Tampa, and they scored six fucking points. <laughs> I'm talking about Green Bay. I, know. I don't think Tampa is making the playoffs. I know, but Colin was talking about Tampa. Green Bay might legitimately make the playoffs, especially after the Vikings' performance. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a stinker for sure. Well, yeah, but if they didn't turn the ball over, yeah, I mean, a big, <laughs> just yeah. one problem. That, that the is player a- that touches the ball every snap. Yeah, exactly. Making issues. Yeah, like it that, is just that, for one our, for our listeners out there. I just want to clarify. The, the the team that has the ball usually has to do something wrong to turn it over. It's not like turnovers just randomly happen. So they do count against the team that turn the ball over. I don't know what stupid-ass point you're trying to make. I'm literally just saying they outplayed them in every facet except for the turnovers by Jared Goff. That's literally it. He lost three fucking fumbles. Outside of that, almost ten more first downs, a hundred more yards. More time of possession. In that alone, you could argue that the Packers' defense outplayed the Lions' offense because they forced three turnovers. What's the next fucking game? <laughs> you could also argue that they have more yards because the Packers kept starting on a short field because Washington, of the turnovers. Dallas. Washington, Dallas. Sam Howe, not great. <laughs> no, it's it's our year, Cowboys' year. I'm I'm all in. I mean, you saw the tweet. I saw the tweet. I did. I think I liked the tweet. You damn right you did. I'm I dad. might have even retweeted it. If not, I should have. <laughs> My only question for this game is, Josh, is your CD Lamb jersey in the mail yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be ordered, but my my Cowboys Super Bowl future has been placed. Or actually, sorry, 
correction, you're half and half Jordan Love on the front, CD Lamb <laughs> on the back jersey. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I am so ready for Cowboys Eagles in two weeks. Um Eric the enemy, coach of the year. We gonna <laughs> I mean Ron Rivera is just how dare he get black jacked over go fired? You know that doesn't sit right with me, obviously. And yeah, they are just in a complete fucking tailspin right now. I mean, credit, oh, yeah, it's bad. Like credit to the Cowboys for blowing them out. I think they are a one of the in quotes for real teams in the NFC. Again, if there are any for real teams at all, I would put them in that category. But I mean, this was just yeah. I don't know. I, I here, I guess here would be my my only my actual question is, are we even sure what they're gonna do moving forward? Like, are they even gonna hire Eric the enemy, or like I guess internally promote him to head coach, or could he literally be somewhere else next year? Can I ask a question? Yes. So why is Dallas Sherm? Why is Dallas deemed a for real team when they have exactly zero wins against teams with a winning record, but you don't trust Detroit? Well, I did say in quotes, and also again, I believe in their defense week to week over Detroit's defense. And you well, know, I'm a Jared Goff supporter, but I would say Dak has objectively been playing way better over the past month as well. Oh, they really do have zero wins against teams with winning records. Yeah, I yeah. until Thursday. Yeah, so until Thursday. How did uh, the Seahawks? Oh Jesus! Talk about tailspin. We'll get yeah. there. Um, yeah, the defense looked really good against the Niners. Sure, good call. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. If Dallas and uh, Detroit played each other, and it was in Detroit, you're telling me you're picking Detroit to win that game, even at home. Uh, Would you actually bet money on that? No, I wouldn't bet money on it. But I'm just saying, like, I don't understand. I could say, I think personally, to me, they're an evenly matched team. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, not beating a team with a winning record is not a great look. They will have a couple chances coming up to do that. And the Lions have beaten, like, good teams. The, I think what, I think why people would think that is because the Cowboys are just taking care of business against the teams they're supposed to. And the Lions are losing to them at home. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to be the one up here bashing the Lions. Like, I obviously like the Lions far more than the Cowboys, but just for all those reasons, and again, just eye test over the last month, if those two teams lined up right now and I had to bet money on one to win, I would probably take the Cowboys to win and cover. We'll see in a month. Yeah, we will. Do the Lions play the Cowboys? Yeah, December 30th in Dallas. <laughs> the next five weeks, Dallas' schedule the next five weeks is crazy. I mean, yes, it's going to tell us a lot. It's gonna <laughs> They're going to kick the fuck out of Seattle, but they have Philly after that. They're in Buffalo in the middle of December, uh, in Miami, and then home against Detroit. I think I put the future in at the right time because when they fucking mollywop the Eagles in prime time, their odds are going to look a lot better to win the Super Bowl. They're definitely not going to mollywop the Eagles. They might win by 45. Because the Eagles are going to be really pissed off after losing, because they're going to lose this week to San Francisco. Yeah, we'll get their home dogs. That's not a good look. Yeah, and then all we're going to hear is, like, see, this is what happens. Like, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Oh, I know. I can't wait for that. Yeah. All right, 49ers, Seahawks. This is just C- – Two teams going in opposite directions right now. 49ers are figuring it out. Seahawks could not look worse these past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, borderline, I want to say carbon copy of last year, but I feel like they're even worse than last year because, A, the defense was expected to be better. I feel like Geno's numbers are worse through this point where you knew the tailspin was coming. And, like, he didn't even have the early season stat padding where everybody's still taking him seriously. Like, I think we're 
all in acceptance that this experiment is over. And like some of us said at the very beginning of the season, like Seattle is not a good team. Yeah, they're going to be fighting for a playoff position at this point in an NFC that, as we've discussed already plenty of times, not that strong. Yeah, my only real thought on this game is just to Colin already beat me to it, but um, the Geno Smith experiment is over. Yeah, it, it's over. They're, Do you uh, think Seattle agrees it's over? Like, you think they're going to move on? Um, I think so. I mean, if they yeah. traded Russell Wilson, I think yeah. they would move off of Geno. Um, the problem is, I don't know how the money works out on that three-year deal he just signed. So, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, what, probably, yeah, it's probably not a good thing when you give a guy a three-year deal and immediately realize he's not the guy. So, yeah, like, 90% have, of NFL teams. <laughs> do they have two uh, picks this draft? I have no idea. I, I'm just, I can't remember if they have an additional first. Um, For the Russell I mean, Wilson trade, they probably probably not in the first round anymore, but they probably have extra picks. I mean, they got a haul, so I would imagine they have at least one or two picks in this draft. Because I know they got multiple firsts. I just don't yeah. Are true? Maybe they do. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm looking at it now. Uh, uh, Christ Almighty! Why does every like mock draft link have to have 75? <laughs> advertisements on it. Here we go. Not us. We do this for the people. Uh, ew, why would the Steelers do that? Um, Alright, there's one pick. Like First or second? So it looks like just one pick in the, in the first, first round. Yeah. So I mean, I'm curious who would even be left because they're going to probably win eight games or so. So yeah. probably the high teens. Um, I'm trying to think what quarterback would even be there because I think when it's all said and done, Bo Nix has played himself in the top ten. Penix is going to be – in the top 15. So if they want to draft a quarterback in the draft, I feel like they're going to have to use some of those extra picks to move up. Yeah. But they yeah. have those extra picks to hopefully use. And I mean, Denver's playing themselves out of a terrible draft pick as well. So yeah, they're probably just going to have to deal one. <clears throat> All right. Then the next game Friday, Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins, 34, Jets, 13. I mean, this game proves – this game just happened. It doesn't mean anything. Did like, the Dolphins even – it, it actually meant a lot to me. Like, the Dolphins, are gonna, the Dolphins are going to win the division. Like, it definitely solidifies that, especially with the Bills losing. But in terms of my expectations for the Dolphins, like, this didn't really change it either way. They did what they should have done. No, this game fucked me, actually. <laughs> um, I lost in fantasy this week because – Tua had nine fucking points because he had three fucking turnovers. Um, and I lost by, like, four points. So, fuck this game. And, of course, like, I had, a like, a 60-point or, like, a 50-point lead. And all the guy had left was, of course, Gabe Davis and Josh fucking Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Just combined for, like, 65. So, that was pretty fucking sick. Uh, so, yeah, fuck this game. And um, I don't – I want to defend Bob Sala and say, like, he deserves another chance or another year, rather, because, like, look at the quarterback situations he's had and, like, the defense is great. Um, so, like, he's gotten his side of the Oh, ball. yeah, I agree with you 100%. This but, season solely lies on that self-centered prick that started the season at quarterback for them. I'm not going to go touch on that right now because that'll be the rest of the podcast. But um, how he's handled the Zach Wilson benching, unbenching thing is absurd. Like, going back to fucking high school, 
Tim Boyle has always thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. Like, yeah, sure, Zach's not getting it done, but do you really think there's going to be any sort of improvement switching to fucking Tim Boyle, who has no business even being in the league? Like, I just think they've completely butchered any thought of development or progression for Zach Wilson. Um, I think he needs to get out of there and hopefully gets, you know, picked up by, like, a McVay or something. Um, But I just wanted to put that out there because – I want to defend him, but I also cannot stand how he's handled uh, the Zach Wilson thing. And he does deserve blame for that, for not, you know, just riding the fucking ship and doing whatever it takes to win games. But tying it back to your point, Josh, it is kind of Aaron Rodgers' fault because he's been blowing smoke this whole time that he's going to come back this season And I don't know if either of you saw this, Jay, maybe you did because you, like, follow it more closely. But I think on his, like, weekly McAfee interview or something this week, in typical Aaron Rodgers fashion, he literally just came out and said, yeah, my health and recovery is my priority, so I'm not worried or stressed about playing this season. And it's just like, what? (laughs) You've literally been telling everybody that you're going to make this historic comeback. And again, leading your own team to believe that you're going to be back, which, again, in fairness, Robert Sala should be like, that's fucking stupid. I'm going to go get a quarterback who can win us games because who knows if that's true or not. But he definitely, I don't want to say blame because I feel like that's overly harsh, but he definitely is part of the reason why they have stayed in this, like, purgatory state, I think. I think he would have come back if they had any sort of mathematical chance of making the uh, the postseason. The problem is they're now four and seven and Tim Boyle's their starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. So even if he was healthy to play like weeks 15 on, like they're going to already have eight or nine losses. Oh, that would have been my dream scenario. And, and the AFC, like there's no chance they they have no chance their season's over so like why come back this season in the first place oh i agree wholeheartedly but what i'm saying is the reason they were in that tim boyle zach wilson state and didn't do anything was because they thought he was coming back so it's like a snake eating its own tail type thing like chicken or the egg it's like well i'm not coming back because you guys suck and we're out of the playoffs anyway and it's like well, we suck because you got hurt and said you were going to be back soon, so we didn't do anything about it. And it's just I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. Uh, even if he, even if he did this fucking whatever experimental progressive surgery procedure, whatever the fuck, like he was not going to come back in like six weeks, regardless. So right, I, so they knew they knew that best case scenario was like the final two or three games of the regular season and they still did nothing. And so that does fall on Salah's shoulders in my, no, it falls on Joe Douglas, the guy who drafted Zach Wilson and drafted Makai Becton and um, all that fun stuff. All right. Fair. I'll give you that. Dream scenario would have been the jets in playoff contention with three weeks to go, Aaron Rodgers comes back and just loses out. That would have been my <laughs> dream scenario. Oh, but that can't happen anymore. Robbed. All right, next game. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers 16, Bengals 10. Looks like Steelers found their offense. Next game was actually 16 Saturday. points. Michigan over Ohio State. I hate to say I fucking told you so, but I fucking told you so. I'm so happy that this game went the way it did. Because as I did expected, win a lot of money on this game. As expected, second half, run it down their fucking throats. Kyle McCord's going to throw a fucking pick because he fucking sucks. And guess what? He threw two. He should have thrown three, but I'll leave it at two. Whatever. Fuck them. Ryan Day is a fucking fairy. Free Harbaugh, Ugh, they stole our signs. What happened this year, bitch? Fuck you. Fuck Ohio State. Fuck Eric Smith. 
Yes, the Steelers' offense is back. Most importantly, fuck Eric Smith, and yes, Steelers' offense is back. And I'm so tired of people really, oh, well, they only scored 16 points. It's like, yeah, okay, sure, but also, it really was 23 points. <laughs> a, I, I can't call it a drop now because in the nature of the new, of the changed rule, that Deontay play, which was a fucking seed from Kenneth, um, under the new rules, that was a fucking touchdown. And, of course, Tomlin and his infinite wisdom and his inability to get any challenges correct didn't even think about throwing a challenge flag. So that right there turned into a turnover because next play, Jalen Warren fumbled. Yeah, so, Deontay Johnson looked electric on that play as well. Yeah, so the offense pl- – Aside from that, yeah, they got to turn some of these drives into points for sure. I'll be the first to say that, but the real score is twenty three ten. Yeah, and getting, I mean, they've moved the ball well. And also, like if you look at it, if you look at Kenny's numbers. So he finished twenty four thirty three for two seventy eight, no touchdowns, no picks. You add just that single singular completion, twenty five of thirty three for three hundred, a touchdown, like. All anyone would be talking about on ESPN, Fox Sports, NFL Network is like, holy shit, Matt Canada is fucking useless. Like, the Steelers might actually have something here. But, of course. Instead, uh, 16 points against the Bengals. But they're still finding ways to win games. And did they not get outgained in this game? No, they they outgained them by, like, 200 yards. Oh, we're so back. 199, to be exact. We're so back. But uh, one thing I do want to point out that no one's talking about, I'm glad no one's talking about it because the Steelers keep getting disrespected. You know who's first and fifth right now in rushing yards the last six weeks? No, who? First first is Jalen Warren, fifth is Najee Harris. So no one's talking about how well they're running the ball. Like They are playing Michigan Wolverine football week after week. Bully ball at the line of scrimmage. Broderick Jones is the best tackle on the NFL. I was literally just going to say, true or false, Broderick Jones was a solid draft pick. Dude. <laughs> I'm, I already told my dad while we were watching the game, I was like, I'm getting a jersey. <laughs> I need a right tackle jersey. The other thing is the Steelers literally don't play anyone. They don't have another loss on their schedule. It's yeah, so, like... Like, it's going to come down to week 17, like, or week 18, Ravens-Steelers, like, is their only potential other loss on the entire season. And they own the Ravens. Slash. Yeah, they, yeah. So. But, yeah, no, they're going to beat the fuck out of Arizona at home. They're going to beat the fuck out of New England at home. They're going to go to the Colts. Ooh. Yeah. And then, and then what, the Bengals again? Home against the Bengals again, and then in Seattle when they've already lost five games in a row at that point. Yeah. And then they play basically at Mini Heinz Field, a.k.a. M&T Bank Stadium. Oh, I mean, they are going to fucking shit pump the Ravens in that game. <laughs> and when I say shit pump, I mean win, like, 10-6 <laughs> to six after I've puked everywhere for three straight hours. <laughs> I was telling Colin this at the gym the other day. I see the scenario perfectly. Oh God! It's going to be for the division. We are going to lose, and then wait. Never mind. My scenario was different. I forget what my scenario was. My scenario involved us winning the division and then getting blown out by the Bills, who get the seventh <laughs> seed in the first round of the playoffs. That was Josh Allen coming into M&T and just putting his nuts directly on my chin. (laughs) That would be my dream scenario. There is a world in which both things happen because the Steelers stupidly drop a game in which they're favored, but then still shit stomp the Ravens (laughs) to get into the playoffs. And the Ravens still win the division because they have the better record, and then they get fucking their yeah. dicks kicked in by the Bills at home. It's all, it's all coming together. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I and mean, I mean, like a thirty-five point blowout at home. 
I probably spent my entire paycheck on tickets. I was going to say the part we left out of the story <laughs> is that you paid for fucking box seats and your entire <laughs> family's there. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, All Josh, right, it, MVP. In, yeah, seriously. In a game that was 150% decided by the refs, Jags, Texans, Jags 24, Texans 21, in one of the worst officiated games I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Second time Jacksonville's won a game solely because of the officials. One of which I mean, is due in person. Minimum 20 point differential based on the refereeing. Yeah, two criminal DPIs that oh, turned threes into six. One of them? Borderline, not even the de- the defender didn't even lay a hand on the wide receiver. Literally no contact whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like missed. Um, speaking, it was of, like he tried to interfere with them and just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of made up stats, as we were talking about earlier, Tank Dell should have had like five catches for two hundred yards and three touchdowns in this game if it wasn't for the officials or him getting missed wide the fuck open for like a 90-yard touchdown on one play as well. But here's what I will say. I agree there were some egregiously bad calls against the Texans. All the bad calls were against the Texans. And that thing you brought up, Josh, that like more people placed bets on the Texans to win than like any other game this week or something – and the refs were acting as fucked up as they were, like, that is definitely suspect. But here's what I'll say. In fairness, if all three of us, which I think we are in agreement, that C.J. Stroud deserves to be in the MVP conversation, we also have to realize that on the would-have-been game-winning or game-tying drive, he took two horrible sacks that stalled them out and made them kick for that long. So I agree the refs were terrible, but if we're going to give CJ like MVP looks, he's got to take some accountability that he did kind of cost them points on that last year. Yeah, He was sacked for 15 yards and the next play he threw it for 17 yards. And then he got sacked again and they had to rush out the field goal team. Then he got sacked again for nine yards and then gained seven more yards on the next play. Right. So net loss of two, and their field goal was like an inch short. Yeah, so but there was another play. There was another play. There was another play in between. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have taken the sacks, but he had like, I don't know. He had a play after the sack that went for seven yards, and then they ran another play after that before calling a timeout to get the kicking field, the kicking team on. Well, I mean, hey, I'll say this. He's fucking better than Trevor Lawrence by a mile. I am still not, like, on the Trevor Lawrence train at all. And, yeah, I'm not disagreeing that the Jags were basically gifted points in this game, so that certainly doesn't help. All I was saying is if he didn't take those sacks, this could have gone into overtime. <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm He's so not playing that. great. I'm so tired of hearing about Trevor. 12 fucking touchdown passes in 11 games. Yeah, and that's with Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Calvin Ridley, and Travis Etienne in the backfield. Like, you have weapons. You have an offensive-minded coach. Like, that is disgusting. Yeah, I'm so sick and tired of fucking hearing about that fucking fairy. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just, I, it, that's just, again, one of those, I feel like, media narratives. It's like, well, he was the first overall pick. That was, like, a no-doubter. He was really good in college. So we're just going to all pretend that he's just as good as he was when it's like, watch the fucking games. He's not good. Yeah, you know it's not. You know he's not good because when he has an average game, they, like, talk about how fucking good he played. So, yeah, I mean, he just didn't play bad. And yet, it's like all quarterbacks mostly are having ugly statistical years, 
But even with the Jags at what are they eight and three as well, his name has never even been discussed in the MVP conversation as it shouldn't be. But I'm just saying even other quarterbacks who have garbage stat lines are at least getting credit. And like he rightfully is not and shouldn't be. All right, we'll keep it moving on to the next game. We got a lot of games to go through still. Bucks, Colts, Bucks twenty, Colts twenty seven. Shane Steichen for the year. Yeah, I didn't see much on this game. I think Baker threw a pick late, which stings. It does. I think maybe like the very hit their last chance. Oh no, no, it wasn't that. No. It was- uh, Third quarter, I think. Oh, yeah. And a sack fumble. Yeah. Not being sarcastic, though, Shane Steichen does look like a really good coach, and I'll be damned if Gardner Minshew does not take this team to the playoffs if some things shake out in the AFC badly for a couple teams. Not happening. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I can assure you that's not happening. I believe. They're in the playoffs as of now. 0% 0% chance they make the playoffs. See, I didn't even know they were in the playoffs as of now. That's how much faith I have. Yeah, but uh, there's I've, three teams There's three teams behind them, right behind them, that are all better. I also objectively do not want to watch the Colts in the playoffs. They just find a way to keep it close. They're a frisky team. All right, next game, Saints-Falcons. Saints 15, Falcons 24. This one was big for the NFC South. I think the Falcons are now leading the division one game under 500. I mean, we knew it was always going to – we should have known that it was going to be this way. Um, Derek sucks, especially in the red zone. That was a brutal pick six. But good God, this this game was basically a competition of who has the worst quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Bijan made an appearance, and again, it's like yeah. Did he have two touchdowns? Yeah, he had like a hundred and thirty yeah. scrimmage yards and two touchdowns after being like a ghost for the past month. And it's just like, okay, I thought he was good. Yeah, confirmed, he's good. Yeah, the Falcons are going to win this division, I think. I was hopeful for a long time that it would be the Bucks or the Saints, but I think it's just going to be the Falcons, and they, they, I think they are the best team in this division. Uh, Derek Carr sucks. We mentioned that. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that was crystal clear. Jason did not hear. Yeah, Derek Carr sucks. Falcons defense kind of sneaky good. Shut no, Derek Carr just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> shut up now. <laughs> Any defense versus Derek in the red zone looks is like good. Fucking eighty six bears. <laughs> Thank you for saying six, uh, not eighty five. I just love the Madden play eighty six bear. God, that get me fired up. <laughs> well, well, the eighty six bears was actually statistically better, but they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, so no one gives a shit. I love it. I know ball. In a game that matters absolutely zero percent, Patriots Giants ten to seven final. <laughs> Christ, enough said about that game. I was gonna say and we're the <laughs> yeah, and that's our Giants Patriots talk. Actually, no, hold on. I do have one thing to say. Congratulations to Bill Belichick and New England Patriots for successfully tanking for Caleb Williams. Yeah, dude, Mac Jones is so bad, it's just hilarious at this point. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude, every single time he throws a pass, there's like a 80% chance it's a pick. <laughs> he threw 20 passes for 80 yards. <laughs> and two I've... picks, and I think on both of the picks, the only player on the screen was a Giant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a math whiz, but that sounds pretty goddamn accurate. <laughs> and scene. Also, dude, that line being over under a thirty six is crazy for that game. <laughs> dude, I think Vegas is like well the lowest in history is like thirty three. We can't go that much below that. You could have set this line at twenty 
and everyone would have hammered the under. What was the final? 10-7? Yeah. I am shocked that both teams scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And then Bailey Zappi came in and just also didn't look great, so. Oh, he, didn't he throw a, a pick as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did have the touchdown drive. Dude, yeah. all I'm saying is, if you look at Tommy DeVito's numbers, they're not bad. Dimey DeVito. I mean, he's got... Hold on, Dealing. Let me pull up the total stats. Um, I think, what, he has two starts, two wins? Uh, seven including... In four games that he's played, he has seven touchdowns, three picks, with a 92 rating. I mean... Back to the, the the overarching theme, anybody is better than Daniel Jones except <laughs> Derek Carr in the red zone. <laughs> You've got to chill on Dan Jones. <laughs> All right, Panthers Titans in another game that was just <laughs> disgusting to watch. Uh, Panthers ten Titans seventeen. Holy shit! I just looked at Daniel Jones' stats this season before you <laughs> shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be bad. Holy shit. Probably has like three touchdowns. Two touchdowns, six picks. <laughs> In how many games? Uh, five. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> his only decent game, his only game over an 85 passer rating was against Arizona. Yeah, translation, you owe me 80 fucking million dollars. <laughs> What was the next game, Crush? Panthers, Titans, 17-10. Will Levis. Yeah. Derrick Henry was the offense this week. This is literally just the Confederate version of of freaking (laughs) Giants-Patriots. Point, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, Bryce Young (laughs) is so bad. The Panthers are so fucking bad. Yeah, and their owner sucks. Dude, did you see his, like, Trump-esque press conference? It was so fucking funny. Well, hold on. Now I may like him. I need to hear this. (laughs) He was just like... Uh, they asked him about, like, how many coaches he's already fired. And he was just like, I'm a very loyal guy. People love me. I got people that work for me for 20, 30 years. They love I me. walk into a room, everybody says, wow, this is the loyalist guy I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Basically, it literally <laughs> sounded like he, like, copy and paste of the Trump speech. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, his whole, like, I... Frank Reich, I don't know whether or not that was going to work out, but, like, this clearly wasn't his fault. Like, this roster sucks, and just even based on what we've seen in limited sample size, Levis, Richardson, and Stroud all look significantly better than Bryce Young does. Urban Urban Meyer lasted longer than Frank Reich. Wow. Um, Yeah. For the next, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, but no legitimate coach is going to take the Carolina job. Yeah. There's just, there's just no way. Yeah, they're in a tough situation. Bad quarterback, no pick, no weapons. No hope. No, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> no All right, next game, Rams-Cardinals. Rams 37, Cardinals 14. That. Mafford was fucking dealing. Yo, yeah, four tutties. Which Dude. at this point just pisses me off because I'm just like, can you do it on a week-to-week basis? I'll be mandatory pick as well. So good. <laughs> He's literally the second-best quarterback I've ever seen. And Kyron Williams had like 230 all-purpose yards. And two touchdowns, I think. Matthew Stafford's having, like, his worst season ever, and he still has more touchdown passes than Trevor Lawrence. And a receiving touchdown? Or no, fuck, that was a two-point conversion. Damn it. That play was still sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, immediately after he got hurt, they're like, we're throwing him yeah. fast. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. <laughs> hey, it worked. Honestly, in all that is a genius call. Yeah, they would definitely not expect to throw it to their quarterback. They <laughs> just got hurt on the last play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, the way it's set up is like, okay, yeah, someone else is definitely going to throw this pass. And like, oh, shit, who's he throwing it to? And it's definitely it's, not the quarterback who just got hurt. I'm going to fake an injury Sunday morning and see what happens. I was literally just going to say we're working this into the playbook where one of you just takes off and then just screams at the top of your lungs. <laughs> And acts like you popped a hammy and just limp and just go back to a full sprint. <laughs> it's definitely doable. <laughs> uh, Browns, Broncos, 12-29. Vindication <laughs> for me. Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. Never a fucking doubt, babe. Yeah, and me. And Josh. Thank you. That's really yeah. all I have on this game. Yeah, no, the Broncos the Broncos might fuck around and make the playoffs. Wait, no, I actually have one other thing I want to say about this game. Shout out Miles Garrett for a big whopping two tackles, nothing else on the stat sheet. He fucking is the most overrated player I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny that Miles Garrett has like you know, he's still having a great a great season. Don't get me wrong, like he's a great player and all. But is he's not having a year anywhere close to what TJ did two years ago. He won defensive player of the year. And all people, people just listening to you talk about Miles Garrett would just know you're a Steelers fan. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but Steelers fans are so protective over TJ Watt. Because he doesn't get, he's a grown man. He's in every, he's in every single graphic that is best start to a career ever. Yeah, that's that's fine. They show the graphic, but they don't ever actually talk about him in that fashion. The, this year, they're fucking Nick Wright is talking about Miles Garrett should be in the a year of no MVP frontrunners. Miles Garrett should be. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, it is Nick Wright. I'm aware, but the nose. Yeah, that just helps your calls, honestly. It's fucking absurd. And uh, I remember before the season. Cowherd did this thing where he was talking about like surefire Hall of Famers, people that are probably Hall of Famers. He had Miles Garrett is a surefire Hall of Famer, and yeah, TJ Watt is like, yeah, probably got to do a couple more seasons. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you even watch the fucking game? Am I the only person that watches the fucking games? Are, do you like even live in West game. Pennsylvania, bro? Like, I literally feel like I'm the only person watching Buckingham. Well, in fairness, TJ Watt probably will make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. He's the best fucking player on the planet. Any position. It's not even up for debate. It shouldn't be. But so, back to the... I'm the only one that watches the fucking games, apparently. And Marcus. <laughs> No, because he's still in denial about fucking Pickett. Uh, You're back? (laughs) (laughs) He's limited. Wait, wait, which Marcus is team Pickett is good or team Pickett's not the problem? Or Pickett is the problem? He is not. I don't really know where he stands. I know he doesn't believe he's the issue. Or he acknowledges that he's played like shit. But he also thinks he can be good, if that makes sense. Okay. I was just wondering which way the denial was. The denial that he's the problem or the denial that he's not the problem? Well, it was denial before this week. This week, we're all back on the Kenny train. Okay. But regardless. Hyperdrive. Um, fuck my spirit. Back to the Browns-Broncos game. I only had two notes on this one. One, are the Browns going to miss the playoffs? Like, are they yes. going to get out of playoff contention? That's well, Paul, yes, probably. But I saw today that Joe Flacco's taking first-team reps at practice, so they might be all the way back. They're going to lose the next two games. They're probably going to lose in Houston. So that's three. They're, oh, they could. Everything else, I think, will probably be favored. No, I do think they'll miss the playoffs. I think they'll be nine and eight. 
I think they'll miss the playoffs because of a game we'll get to in a little bit. But the next game to talk about is Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs 31, Raiders 17. Uh, final note on the Broncos game. Sorry on the Broncos side. I feel like I have to comment because I was the one who said they were going to be complete ass this year. I want to give credit to Sean Payton for, even though everybody at the beginning of the season, besides me, obviously, said that this was going to be like a 500, maybe fringe playoff team this year um, from jump, but they were so ungodly bad at the beginning of the year and now are playing their back their way back up to a 500 team everybody now is sucking him off and calling him a genius so props to him for being so bad that now that they're kind of good he has changed the narrative of their entire season well it wasn't he wasn't the issue the first 6 weeks when they were 1 and 5 the problem was the defense adjusting to a new system and since week 6 they're giving up 16 points a game, and that's why they're winning all these games because now the defense is playing up to the level of the offense. Okay. All right, Chiefs Raiders, 31-17. Who gives a shit? The Chiefs did go down 14 nothing. Yes. Congrats to the Raiders for going up 14-0. That's basically a win for them. Congrats to the Chiefs for beating a bad team. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, and a fourth-round pick, rookie quarterback. I uh, really don't have much on this game. Like, yeah, there was a minute, I'm sure, where every Chiefs fan was like, what the fuck is going on? Because the defense looked like they could not stop Aiden O'Connell at all. And good grief, Josh Jacobs touchdown, Mike Edwards just got thrown to the ground like a fucking preschool girl. So that wasn't fun. But they got their act together and they scored points in the second half and just put up over 30 period, albeit against not a good team. But hey, we'll take a road win where we score over 30 and less and allow less than 20. Also, I'll say this. I think the official stat is this defense has not let up more than 24 points all year, which was against the Broncos. And they had five turnovers in that game, including a muff punt inside the five. And then one of their second highest scoring games was week one against the Lions, who literally had a pick six. So if you take out uh, defensive touchdowns or – teams getting the ball like within the red zone already like starting field position I would have to uh run the numbers but I bet this defense is like honestly in terms of getting the ball like on a normal kickoff and driving the length of the field probably averaging closer to like 14 points a game which is awesome but yeah Raiders are Raiders I don't have much to say Good. I think we'll need a lot of time for this next game. Well, That's just cool. Jay will. Uh, yeah. I really, <laughs> honestly. Bills, Eagles, Bills 34, Eagles 37. I actually, I'm, I'm feeling positive after this game, to be honest with you. Positive as what? A Bills fan? Yes, positive as a Bills fan. I also placed a wager on the Bills to make the playoffs at plus 380. They can pay for your box seats when that pays out at the bills come to M&T Bank. Yeah, it was it was part of my vision. I believe the bills will make the playoffs as well. They've fallen into that perfect spot where everybody's like they're done. And again, they're 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 the team that is like sitting under the Browns that are like going to fall out of contention. And as long as they can win a couple games, I mean, the bills have Kansas City in Kansas City. And then they have Dallas. I don't know where that game is. In Buffalo, already said it. Oh, okay. Um, those are going to be tough. Um, I think they can beat Miami again, but I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose to the Chiefs in Arrowhead, probably. They uh, better. Zero chance. Collins going. 
yeah. zero chance. The Bills yeah. are going to win that game. It's not going to be close. I uh, I think they win out after that, though. No, they would probably have to at that point. But Josh, Buffalo beating your Cowboys. Can we can we handle that? Yeah, Cowboys on the road. We can live with that loss. Cowboys probably aren't winning the division anyway. Potentially, so yeah, I think we can live with that. that. After or before the Eagles game, though? It's after the Eagles game, I think. Oh, okay. So if they've already beaten the Eagles, it won't really matter. Well, it will matter because they could win the division, but I'm saying morally for you, it won't matter because they'll have beaten the Eagles. Yes. Right. Yeah, Eagles is week. They play the Eagles December 10th. Oh, right. Okay. Night game. I'm feeling positive about this game. You feeling good? I mean, Josh. Yeah, I mean, the the Eagles are just the Vikings from last year, so. Or the Steelers from the year before that. Like, everybody. The of this game was 44 to 37. (laughs) Right. Um. Missed, like, 35-yard field goal by Tyler Bass that literally looked like I fucking kicked it. Um, And James Cook dropping a wide-open touchdown. He, he literally could have fucking moonwalked into the end zone if he just knew how to catch a football. Um, And then I'm not, I'm not going to bring up the what should have been a horse-collar tackle on Josh Allen because – We've always seen the big quarterbacks, Ben, Cam Newton, Josh Allen, they never get those kind of calls. It's like the LeBron effect, you know, with getting fouls in the NBA. Um, So I'm not going to piss and moan about that because overall the game, the officials were what they were. Um, But we are getting so fucking close finally to Sean McDermott getting fucking shit canned. Oh, yeah. And I cannot fucking wait. How many times does the defense need to collapse in a big spot, in a big game, in the second half? How many times do we need to fucking see it? And in the same fashion each time. Every time. It's like, hey, did you not learn your lesson in the 13-second game about playing prevent defense? Did you not learn your fucking lesson, dipshit? Apparently not. So, I mean, fuck Sean McDermott. <laughs> Dream scenario, Michigan wins the national championship. McDermott gets fired. Buffalo is like, hey, dude, congrats on the natty. Do you want to be the guy that brings the first Super Bowl to Buffalo? Oh, by the way, you have the second best quarterback on the fucking planet and the most talented quarterback on the planet. Doesn't play the best, but whatever. Sean McDermott makes Brandon Staley look like he should win a Nobel Prize for defensive theory. <laughs> no, 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 no. He He's a better version of Brandon Staley, which is also an indictment. But, no, Brandon Staley is in a league of his own of stupidity. Oh, yeah, I forgot we didn't even talk about that game yet. Oh, we're getting there. Don't you fucking worry. <laughs> Ravens Chargers. Ravens 20, Chargers 10. You guys aren't going to believe what I'm about to say. Here we go. Season ends today. My vote for MVP would be Lamar Jackson. Ew. Ew. Well, uh, most of that is because of how shitty the rest of the league is. I do agree with that, that everybody sucks. Now we're getting back on the same page. But... I just love how he plays within the offense that Munkin has created. Um, yeah, I, that's. I just want to get that out there that I'm on the record that if the season ended after 12 games, that Lamar Jackson would be my MVP. Oh, I don't man. even know how to process that, honestly. Yeah, and I want to now go on to. How the fuck is Brandon Staley still employed? <laughs> like, in what fucking world can you be so bad at your job for years, years 
I not have like, a, oh, he had a rough month. Oh, he had like a two-game losing streak, three-game losing streak. Oh, whatever shit happens. How does he have a job? I, I don't get it. I just simply don't understand. You got Here's my theory. Stars all over the goddamn defense. How many first-round picks are you going to spend on defense? How many second-round picks are you going to spend on defense? Oh, we trade for Khalil Mack. Oh, we have Derwin James locked up. Oh, we signed J.C. Jackson. Oh, we got Joey Bosa. It's like and the defense is so fucking bad, and he was supposed to be this fucking boy genius. And it turns out, folks, wow, he had Aaron Donald. That probably helps. And Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So, fuck him. He's a moron. He's a dweeb. He should have been fucking fired before they even got to the goddamn plane after the Minnesota game in which they won for going for it on his own 30-yard line up three fucking points. Like, I literally think he was trying to lose that game. Like, I think he was trying to be like, I want to get fired. I don't want to quit. Fire me. And Kirk Cousins throw a pick in the end zone. But Or I think the reason he has his job is he will go up into the owner's office and they'll be like, Brandon, what's going on? Like, this can't keep happening. And he's like, well, I mean, my quarterback fucking sucks. I'm not getting any help from him. And then the owner's like, yeah, you're right. Your level of stupidity (laughs) is astonishing. You make Brandon Staley look like Elon Musk. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, No, the – okay, like, yeah. But here's the thing that you're also not realizing. You are are looking at the – bark through a microscope right now you need to zoom out on the entire tree and now to the entire forest it's the chargers does it all make sense now no it doesn't just keep working just keep telling yourself it's the chargers and eventually it all makes sense he is officially Again, I'm, I I know we're not a pro-religion podcast, but Philip Rivers has reincarnated into Justin Herbert's body. That the is... quarterback of the Chargers is an empty husk of a human that <laughs> is just reincarnated over and over again. In like, of, fuck, what's his name? The guy in... Uh, the underworld who has to constantly push the fucking ball up the hill for the rest of his life. Oh, and then, yeah, and right when he – that's the Chargers quarterback for eternity. And instead of – but instead of pushing the ball up the hill – thank you, Jay. It's you have the ball with three minutes left, down seven to ten, knowing damn well you are not going to win the game. But you still have to try. I just don't understand. He has 14 game-winning drives in four years. Less than four years, technically. Herbert? Yeah. That is honestly shocking to me. I'm going to have to yeah. that. Remember when I said you're an idiot? That's why. <laughs> hey, I'm the artist. <laughs> I'm not a facts guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please not talk about the Monday night? For God's sakes. Yeah, we can. Uh, the team Bears, Vikings, Bears 12, Vikings 10. The team won without scoring a touchdown. The only thing I'll say about this game is I feel like the t- if if this scenario happens, the team with the touchdown should just be automatically given the victory. It's more impressive to score one touchdown than three field goals. Here's a question, though. What was the worst game? Of the of the slate between New England Giants that game and Carolina Tennessee, probably the Bears getting four picks and then they still other teams still only scored twelve points like that just has to take the cake. I'm gonna have to honestly go with the Titans Panthers game because those are just two hopeless franchises, and at least the other two games were, like, laughably bad. Like, they were hilariously bad because of the amount of turnovers. Watching the Panthers play and watching the Titans play, I'm just, like, question whether or not I even like football. 
Imagine paying your hard-earned money to sit down at the stadium and watch the Patriots play the Giants. I would pay $100 to watch Matt Jones <laughs> throw three picks. That sounds like a great time. Like, I just can't wrap my head around how there was more than zero fucking people in that stadium. Because Tommy DeVito's 80-person organized crime family was probably all in the stands. Christ. Uh, Fun scenario to talk about this disaster of a game on Monday night. This is my only thought. Um, I guess two-parter. One part one, are the Bears out on Justin Fields? Like, are they going to move on? There's no doubt about it. They're going to, they have the number one, they already have the number one pick. Okay. Would you ship Justin Fields to Atlanta? Huh? Would you ship Justin Fields to Atlanta, and would that be a good move with their weapons and scheme? Well, I'm sure they would if they got a decent trade offer, but the problem is... Well, I'm that saying, yeah, that's what I mean. If have, you were Atlanta, have, would you take Justin Fields? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think him with Arthur Smith and their weapons, him, I mean, just think of it this way, him running the ball with Bijan. Yeah, no, I. that's what I'm saying. Like, And I don't even think Justin Fields good, but I'm like, Christ, they would probably win that division if they're going to win it this year. Yeah, but the, their issue is they have no leverage because everyone and their fucking mom knows they're going to draft Caleb Williams first because Carolina's not winning another game. And so they everyone knows they're trading fields, so you're not going to get peak value for them. So. Um, I don't know. Also, this is just a perfect time, and we'll just end, we can end on this note. Whoever, I don't know if any of us even did it. We just saw it. But good God, one of us, or actually the official Twitter account, needs to find that PFF graphic of the Panthers where it's like, who's stopping this offense? <laughs> that should just be our header. <laughs> In- or, or it should just be a clip of me and Josh solo app on uh, the NFC predictions, and I said they would win the division. <laughs> yeah. I'll wear that. I'll wear it. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I All mean, right, I did compare the Panthers' offense to a nuclear submarine, so I've got to own that one as well. I got to wrap it up here. Sorry. Right. That's a good one to end on. Yeah.